Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. My name is Tom, and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, where have you been? If you've been here before, welcome back. Glad to have you here. This is episode 246. It's part two with my friend Patty. So if you're hearing this and you didn't hear part one, go back to episode 245 and check out part one. Um, Patty's a really interesting lady, um, really interesting stories, had a really great time talking to her about different things. Um, and amongst other things, drinking homemade beer and some of her favorite beers, something I haven't done in eons, not being a, a beer drinker, but it was a lot of fun. I actually found something that I liked that I never thought I would have liked. Um, but check out the episode. Thanks for listening. Share the show. If you enjoy it, leave a review. iTunes is the best place to leave it. Five stars is the best score. But hey, be honest. Tell me what you love. Tell me what you don't love. The email address, Steve at SagaofSteveRogers.com. The website is SagaofSteveRogers.com. You can go back to the archive and listen all the way back to episode zero, the pre-number one episode, um, just so you can hear any of the shows you want. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, any of those other blah, 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 blah. None of those will have the entire archive. So if you want to hear anything from the past, go to the SagaofSteveRogers.com website. Search at the top by topic, or uh, you can just browse. Go by uh, and look through the archive from the beginning or a specific episode or whatever you want. But without further ado, after a bunch of ado, uh, here's part two with my friend Patty. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this podcast. My stepdad works really hard on this. If you are easily offended, don't waste your time. If you liked it, tell a friend. I can't believe I have to tell adults this basic stuff. Yeah, that was it. Okay. Yeah. And then came back here, met the guy. You guys had similar cleanliness desires. Yeah. And the ability to use um, semi-repaired electronics. Yes. And um, you were both in Arizona, and uh, proximity helped create that. And we were we were both from Indiana. You know. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The Indiana yeah. thing. You weren't going to drink more of that. Yeah. Yeah. But now you drink a shit ton of it. You put a lot in there. Well, okay, that's, that's fine. That's just no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you were married for four years. Who pulled the pin? You or him? Um, you know, it was mutual it was, pulling. I started to pull the pin. Okay. Um, it, toward the end, and he just ripped the ripped it the rest of the way out. Okay. Yeah, I you know it was it was a mutual sabotage, I believe. And so uh, I know that I have family members that think it was a little more violent than it actually was. Um, but it really was just mutual, really mutual destruction. Okay. One, one of us was going to end up killing the other at the end. There. So it didn't, it didn't stay cleanliness and happiness and we oh, got along well. The house remained clean. <laughs> the house stayed clean, but uh, it, it it was just like every time we started to get bored with each other, we'd get another pet. Okay. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of, I mean, 
we didn't have a lot of sex. Okay. At all. And that sounds horrible. It was it was horrible. And I know this is one of your, your deadly sins, but, you know, I cheated. I cheated on him. Okay. And we were going to try to work through it. But, you know, this is... A but good, hold on. Uh, my sin. My choice of a deadly sin. I don't judge other people because of it. Cause oh. I know, I, I, I'm I mean, not like... I was wrong. Don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong here. Um, I was wrong. And, you know, anybody listening, feel free to judge. Um, I've, I've learned from it. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's bad to cheat on someone who's, you know, who's, who's sen- who can be sensitive and angry. It's even worse to cheat on a PTSD veteran who's almost constantly angry. You know, this guy had done four different tours and had actually seen, you know, a lot of combat. You know, but uh, I, I don't know. I was weak. He was still in the military or he? He was for a little while, yeah. I, so okay. I got out just before him um, and he was, you know, I, I felt like he was losing his his nuts and bolts, and he'd moved us out to this this house, this freaking prefabbed house out in the middle of nowhere. This, Where? What area? Uh, if there's a space between Tombstone, Arizona, and Whetstone, okay, and there's nothing. Dirt. Yeah. Yeah, and tumbleweeds. Not even trees. Yeah, and uh, I mean, except for maybe near the San Pedro, it's still miles away. And all I wanted to do was not be there anymore. Were you working? So I had started to go to school, okay. uh, Cochise College in southern Arizona. And I was studying. And that's where I met new friends and said new friend. And so, I mean, it only happened once, but that's all it takes. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, he, 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 he knew something was up. And he asked me, and I flat out told him i was like this is what happened you know we tried the whole bit where we were gonna get you know go with marriage counseling and it just felt incredibly contrived for a relationship that was never really that strong to begin with and what would happen next is that we would be at a friend's barbecue uh, and uh, they're a couple we're a couple they've got kids we don't but you know we're good friends right. and just to find out you know, he's, he's outside talking to the husband. Husband texts his, his wife, who's sitting with me in the kitchen, and it pretty much goes to, I'm going to bury them both in the backyard tonight. So so I got him, and we, and we had both ridden out there on motorcycles. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. He texted. So the, so we've got, you know, the, the, the husbands are in the backyard grilling right. stuff. Uh-huh. We're in the kitchen making mm-hmm. stuff. And my ex-husband tells husband B, you know, I'm going to bury him in the backyard tonight. Bury them being you and, and his wife? Me and um, whoever whoever it was he thought I was cheating on him with. Oh, oh them. Oh, okay. I'm yeah, sorry. I thought he was like the two of yeah. them were planning. The, okay. And so so my friend tells me we're both, you know, we both rode on our own motorcycles that night. And she, I was like, all right, fine. So I got on my motorcycle and I rode out, rode out to Bisbee and hid. And uh, I think it hit, well, it hit at the Castle Rock Hotel. And uh, they even helped me hide my motorcycle. So it was, it was nice to get away. Do you think it was genuine that he was? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah I do. Um, a couple of weeks later, he apologizes. Everything calms down. 
Um, I, I'm already thinking about, you know, what I'm going to do, how to make my grand exit, because I got all my shit in the house. And um, one day he, you know, he, he's, uh, he gets home from wherever he's been, and he's drunk. Um, and it's like, fucking great. And he's like, hey, let's go for a ride. So uh, I found my motorcycle keys, and he got on his motorcycle, and we went. Kind of motorcycle? Uh, he had a Victory 8-ball. Uh, Okay. And I had a Honda State Line. And uh, we went out to Tombstone, and he kept drinking. I had a couple myself, but he, you know, he he did it to himself. He started before you. Oh, yeah. I knew it. I knew it, and we went out anyway. Right. And uh, so on our ride home, we're going down the old Route 66 into, you know, basically into Sierra Vista. And I know he's trying to keep up because his motorcycle's new. So I just gun it. I'm like, fucking catch me. And he wrecked. He wrecked. I'm like, oh, my God, did I fucking kill him? And uh, the answer was no, thank God. Uh, you know, somebody happened to be there. They, you know, he, he got away with drinking and driving because, really, it was just us two out on, on the highway. In the middle of I, nowhere. In the yeah. middle of nowhere. And uh, so he was able to recover from that once he, you know, once he recovered and it seemed appropriate. I took all my shit out of the house and I rented a studio apartment and brought my, you know, brought my cat with me. And that was it. You know, and he called me. He's like, so this is it then? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess so. So that was the end of that. It was... You know, at that point, there was no more explosivity. There was nothing else. We we worked very amiably through all the paperwork, um, and that was the end of it. So one of us was going to kill the other one. It was one of those, like, when we worked as a team, we worked well together. But when we were at odds with each other, it was frightening, you know, and it, it didn't matter. You know, there was there was no victim it was mutual, so there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, was, that got deep quickly. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do think about it, though. But I just, I guess it's because I know that this is going to go up public. And so the reason why I'm kind of like a little nervous about this is, you know, anyone can listen to it, you know, and I want them to, but I know people will judge. Well, I... <laughs> But better, it's easier for, easy for me to say because it's not my story, but I've told a lot of fucked up stupid stories on here. But better people judge you for what you say than what people think about you or what people heard or like this is you're telling the story. So you get to control the narrative and people get to judge you for your story rather than what they may have heard or what they think or, or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of get out in front of it. Well, yeah, and now knowing what you know about my life up until that point, do you still think I'm the smartest person on the floor? <laughs> I, I, I still do, absolutely. So. I, I um, it's it sounds like <clears throat> it, it takes a lot to get you to the point where <sighs> blowing that candle out because it's really driving me crazy. Um, it, it's I don't know how to put this. Y- your you're an onion. There's lots of layers. Like 
some people get to see one layer, you're showing more than you usually show. I think it's just given the opportunity. I'm usually pretty open, you know, yeah. especially over a beer too. It's we're on our second. Absolutely. Okay. Well, it half beers. We're drinking half beers we're, here. I'm I'm drinking less than half of my beer. I'm not holding up my end of drinking the, the beers. By that's the way. fine. Just one sip. It's just a tasting anyway. Okay. Um, we've been talking for like an hour and fifteen to twenty minutes already. Oh wow! Yeah. Does it feel like it's been that long? No. No? Yeah, it usually doesn't. All right, I'm going to pause here because I have to go pee. Hold on, let me do a, a toilet flushing sound effect. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> a little trip at the end. Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. I'm going to heat up the nachos. Do you want to come inside and use the restroom? Are you good? Uh, I'm good. I'll probably step out for a cigarette. All right. I'm going to take the glasses and wash them out. Everybody, go away. Come back. I don't even know if this is going to be the end of a part. I'm not even going to do this. Never mind. Go away. Bye. Can I even put them on backwards? It'll feel weird if you put them on backwards. There's a little R on one of them. The other one, it's just like you have to know that the other one's L. Because I put them on, I felt like they were backwards. I'm like, I didn't know you could feel that. But yeah. Now you're good. Okay. Uh, greetings and salutations and welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. <laughs> My name is Tom and I'm glad to have you here. If you're here for the first time, you're wondering why a guy's eating in your ear. We're having beer and chips and salsa. <clears throat> if you're here for the first time, you're wondering why a guy's eating beer Eating beer, eating, eating beer. chips in your ear. That's kind of what I do. So swallow that chip. This is, I forget what episode number this is. I didn't know what the last one was either. 240 something, approaching 250. So if you're listening for the first time, go back to the archive. If you know me and you're like, I know he told me that he did a podcast about this. You can search at the archive, sagaofsteverogers.com. All 200 and almost 50 episodes are available there. If you're listening on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, blah, 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 all those other fucking places, you can only hear so many episodes. So if you're looking for an episode and you can't find it, it's talk of SteveRogers.com. I'm out of breath now. <sighs> the email address, Steve at SagoSteveRogers.com. If you're like, hey, I want to come eat chips with Tom, holler at your boy. Send me an email. Come on in. We'll talk. You don't have to bring expensive beers. How much was this one? Uh, this one was one eighty nine for a single. Oh, it's a do- okay. The other one was like three bucks for a can. Yeah, it was over three bucks for the. For, for, this one's going to be better. You don't like this one better. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's got a little bit of an afterburn to it. It's got a chili in there. So the, I, when we when I was unpacking these and putting them in the little refrigerator, I was like, oh my god, this is like the worm in the tequila, but it's not even tequila. It's mezcal, mezcal that gets the the worm. Have you ever drank the worm or eaten the worm? No, 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 I've never, never had that. I don't even think I've ever had mezcal. No, no. Hmm. Okay, I have not either. I wouldn't eat the worm. I'm afraid I would. Do you, are you supposed to eat the chili pepper at the end? I've, I've eaten the chili pepper. I'm, it's spicy. It's spicier than the rest of the beer. But does it? Is it like? Well, I guess it's soaking up alcohol. But it's not that big a deal. You're drinking the alcohol. It's not like it's going to be extra alcoholy. Yeah, no, it's it's not like a hard liquor or anything like that. It's, it. it's just floating in there. 
but it looks kind of cool just floating at the bottom, just spinning around in a circle. Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, do I need to shake this up? Because I didn't know what was in there. <laughs> oh, well, we would have been wearing the beer. It would have uh, been everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we started out talking about the different beers. We went through uh, in, in the previous episode. This is part two with Patty. Um, if you're listening to this and you're like, who the fuck's Patty? You didn't hear part one, so go back and listen to part one. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was so rude. Hey, ASMR. Exactly. Uh, there's a person at work. One of the supervisors is really into AMSR, Zoe. Mm-hmm. And she sent me a video of this lady. And she's like running her fingernails on the pickle jar, like the little ridges on the plastic rims. Like, and she's looking at the camera, just smiling. And I was like, I don't know, is this supposed to be sexy? Am I supposed to, like, because she's like, mm, like doing this cat thing. And I was like, what, what am I supposed to get out of this? Zoe's like, oh, I just love it. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. And I'm like, yeah, if you think that's strange, you should see some of the videos they've got coming out of ladies eating like large amounts of seafood. Really? Yeah, you just were, gorging. You, yeah, a lot of them are. You know, it's it, it, in, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, with gooey duck. It looks Mm-mm. it's suspiciously phallic, and they're just eating like sometimes they're eating like live sea creatures. It's crazy, but Ew. people will watch that for friggin' half an hour. Yeah, that sounds ridiculous. It's a bizarre. <laughs> This lady was eating a pickle, so she takes the pickle out of the jar finally. Mm. And again, like you said, very phallic, you know, symbolism. She's like looking at it and holding it in her hand like, ooh, ah. I'm like, all right, come on. She puts the microphone right up next to him. I was like, doing all this grinding. And then she bites into it and it crunches. And I was like, I mean, I I guess. I I don't (laughs) know. It's not my cup of tea. No, it wasn't my cup of anything. What it did it did it come out into your glass? Yeah, it did. Yeah, okay. trying to get a good shot of it. Yep. I'll need you to send me that picture. That'll be awesome. Gotcha. Um, so you, you talked about your what's wrong? Burping. Oh, burping. <laughs> Burp right into the microphone, so I don't feel like a piece of shit. So well, I, it wasn't loud enough to be impressive. So mine was not impressive either. It was guess, kind of dry and kind of sad. Mine was going to be that way too. But I can do so much better. I'm, I'm sure that I could muster up something better in the future. <laughs> okay. Um, we talked about growing up in Indiana. The the tornadoes that never really tornadoed. Really, mm-hmm. you saw them from a distance, and then right. But you got to camp out. You talked about your School years, going into the military, the uh, what was that word? The the uh, uh, the Korean people coming into the uh, U.S. military. Katusas. Katusas. We talked about katusas and how you katused with a guy for two years in and out of the military. <laughs> I just made that a verb too. Yeah. Um, and then came to Arizona, switching MOSs again, mm-hmm. um, and then how you met your husband. You guys moved in because you both had similar cleanliness levels. Um, and you talked, you know, openly and honestly about how that didn't go well and, and some of the mistakes you made. So um, if you didn't hear any of that, you're like, oh, that sounds like fun. Actually, it's pretty interesting stuff. But go back and listen to part one. But part two. So you divorced after you said for four years. Mm-hmm. You were you got all your shit moved out mm-hmm. but you stayed in a small town 
Yeah, I, I I hung out in Sierra Vista. See, I was still in school okay. at the time. Right. And uh, it was just an associate's, um, but, uh, you know, I decided that I was going to stick around. Okay. I'd met friends. I continued to go go to school down there. And it was just a two-year. Um, got my degree in exercise science, health, and wellness. And the goal with that, I don't know what the goal with that was, um, but eventually the goal became going back. And oh, that really, I can taste the... Yeah, give it a second, and it's. Uh, do you, you don't get heartburn, do you? Oh, I have ulcers. Okay, well, maybe don't. I'm sorry. No, you wouldn't know. Don't be sorry. <laughs> no, but it, I can taste like. It's I, gonna, it's I, gonna I, get you for. You can feel it all the way down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish I wish I would have known that. I would have picked mm-hmm. a different beer. Mm, it's fine. Okay, but um, but yeah, no, I, I got my degree. I fucked off around there for a while, and it just <laughs> like I mean, I the goal became that I wanted to go to ASU for kinesiology. Excuse me? It was... It's, Do I need to Google that? Is that something else with the Korean it's military? Like sports or? medicine. I know I, I know I don't look very healthy right now, but it's actually in great shape, and I was all about, you know, fit lifestyle and that kind of thing, especially on the heels of my military career. And uh, so, but when I got up here to Phoenix, it ended up, I ended up just saying, you know, screw it. I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. I okay. can be a doctor. And I did very well in my classes. I lived downtown, uh, right off of Van Buren. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, if you're not in Arizona, Van Buren, there's a Van Buren Street wherever you are, but it's maybe different than ours. Van Buren. Correct me if I'm wrong. You live there. Yeah. It's the prostitute stroll. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not the. I wouldn't say it's unsafe. It's unsafe. Okay. Yeah, it's fine to call it unsafe. I mean, I lived in what was considered a luxury apartment out that way. Mm-hmm. Great, great place. Um, unfortunately, I learned the hard way. You don't move into a ground floor. You don't move into an exterior apartment. And you don't have a soft top on your Jeep. And you certainly don't ride your bike at 2 a.m. All of those things you did, though. Yes. You learned those by experience. I have never called 911 in my life. I called three times in one fucking summer. What happened? I, well, the first one was I was, um, well, I was riding home. Oh, hold on, my boy. Little background. So you moved from the small town straight to Van Buren, or you came to the area, saw it, and I, then went to Van Buren? Well, so. Um, I, I, I moved straight from the small tra- town to, um, you know where Mojave is? No. Uh, Mojave is like just south of it. It's like just south of the Chase Stadium. Okay. And I moved into a little adobe house. And uh, the neighborhood, uh, largely Hispanic, mm-hmm. um, it got a, a really bad reputation back in 2008. And I was told that I was going to hate it. Well, I love the people out there. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of sitting in the front yard and drinking a lot of beer, but, you know, you had the Sylvester Herrera School of Arts right there, and you got these old gangsters, you know, walking their kids to school in the morning. I'm feeling the burn, by the way. Yeah. I can feel it, like, all the way down. It's actually, I mean, if I... It's kind of pleasant. It is. It's not unpleasant. It's not an unpleasant feeling. I'm used to beverages just being something that satiates, and this is not that. This is... Yeah, this, I mean, of the three, even though the spicy is probably not the worst thing for me, 
This one is the most pleasant so far. That's, I figured you'd like this one. I'm still in the yummy phase of life. I don't know how, but I am. So, but this isn't yummy, but it's it's different. I don't know. It's interesting. I really like it. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um. But yeah, I liked it out there. Unfortunately, like the, the landlord of my my house while I was out there was a, it's kind of a slumlord. Okay. And things started to warm up, and the air conditioner didn't work. And then he he said he, he gives me like a window unit, but it doesn't fit into the window, and he so he sets it in the middle of the room. I'm like, that's not how the air conditioner works. It has to blow the hot air out right. somewhere. And it actually made that. And he's like, well, no, no, no. And I'm like, and and it was only five hundred dollars a month to live there, and I had put in a deposit. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna move out, and you can keep the deposit as long as you don't come after me for anything else. So he's like, fair enough. Okay. And that was it. And I moved out and I found I found this place on Van Buren. It was clean. I was unfamiliar. Comparable. It looked good. It looks good in the daylight. You know, a lot of the, the you know. Riff raff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A lot, of, a lot of that behavior, a lot of that activity. <laughs> it ha- it, <laughs> Those behaviors are after the streetlights come on behaviors for the most part. If you're lucky enough to have streetlights. Yes. Out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's, there was a. Um, between us and this place called the Dakota Apartments, like right across the next street, there was always shit going on over there. And like, and the thing is, is that yeah, I I got jumped while I was on my way home, I'm beaten pretty bad, I had two black eyes. I mean, my my friend's wedding was two days later, so there's no pictures of me. And because I, I looked, I looked like a baseball mitt. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. Explain, if you don't mind, give me some of the details. So you were just walking, driving? Uh, riding. You were uh, riding your bike. I was, yeah, I was riding the bike. And um, I, you know, I, at one point in time, you know, I, I just I smacked a, my thing against the one of the fence slats okay. right there leading up to my apartment. So... I got off the bike and I start walking, and um, and I don't know what happened next. I got hit in the back of the head or something. So you got blindsided. It wasn't I, like there yeah. was a conversation and something happened. And you know, woke up and it was like a yard sale. Shit's everywhere. Well, it's gone. You know, the bike's still there, but the but the wheels are bent to fuck. And I'm like, and they weren't bent when you, no, okay, no, and I some you know, and I never rode a bicycle again. I'm just dead set against them from now on. So fuck it. That sucks. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, you know, and I, I called 911 because of, there's blood everywhere. And they said they couldn't find me. So, I, Van Buren, as terrible as it is, is kind of the main drag for the downtown area. Yeah. I mean, I'm only a few blocks from the, the Arizona City Center there. And so, I, you know, there were a couple of other people out. And they helped me get into the gate, and I called the non-emergency line, and a uh, police officer shows up a couple hours later. Yeah, and uh, pretty much says, like, well, you were, you know, you're out late. Yeah. Is this the two in the morning riding a bike thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was it. And he's like, uh, you know, were you drinking? I'm like, yeah. But somebody's out there, and he's like, well, you know, how much of you had to drink? And he's like, somebody fucking beat the shit out of me. And so it was, it was matter. He's like, well, you know, we'll look into it. And he's like, you say that they couldn't find you earlier, you know? And so 
you know, I was like, yeah, well, I was right on the corner over here and I have no idea what happened. And he's like, took, took the report. I got one of those little, it, um, it's like a little gray pamphlet with like a police case number on it. And it's a little tangible here, feel better about yourself, but they never fucking looked into it. Of course not. Yeah. It, somebody cut into my Jeep soft top. I got a brand new Smitty built, you know, soft top for the Jeep, which I've, I've since sold. And, uh, and then one night I came home, uh, and I'm still living on this ground floor apartment and somebody had thrown a rock through my sliding glass door on the patio, got in, stole everything. And then, and at this time I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm working at Domino's right out, out here and I'm getting tips. So I've got like a, a ton of like quarters and this, this asshole, like he left the gun behind cause he probably didn't know what he was looking at. Right. Because it's in a safe. And it's under the bed, but everything else is tossed. And but they're so fucking greedy that they grab these these quarters, and they must have been holding them in their damn hands because there's like a trail leading a trail all, all the way out to right, the street, all the way out to the street, and where there must have been a car waiting because then the trail stops. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I was pissed. I was pissed, and so I eventually moved to a different apartment inside of the apartment complex on an upper floor. Everything calmed down. I lived there for a few more months. And I started looking at houses, and then I finally moved to, you know, the the line between Tempe and uh, Phoenix proper. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty close to there now. Arcadia neighborhood, nice. So how did you get it? So you lived, you went to school downtown, because uh-huh. ASU's medical stuff is downtown, right? Yes. <laughs> you were living in the downtown area, Van Buren, Hooker Central. Yeah. But you were working at a pizza place. 25, 20 miles away. Yes. Help me. Okay, so... Um, I mean, it makes sense because the money's not in Van Buren. You don't want to deliver pizzas around there. You end up getting... Well, I mean, it's... Like I said, you know, it, a lot of it's being cleaned up right now. And, and, you know, some might even call it gentrification because the school's really stretching out, filling mm-hmm. up a lot of those empty lots. But... Um, when I was in Sierra Vista, one of the jobs that I had was working at a pizza place, Domino's, down there. Mm-hmm. And I loved working there. I, I've always said if I could get paid $40,000 a year to deliver pizzas, I'd do that for the rest of my life. And uh, and so um, there is a guy who owns uh, like a handful of these Domino's. He has a small f- private franchise. Mm-hmm. And he just happens to own one in, I think, Parker. And he owns one in... Um, on Alma school. Okay. So uh, I ended up, you know, working there because it was easy to transfer my job. Oh, we got Come numbers. in. My keys aren't in my pocket. They are. Why do you need the keys for my car? Who, who's taking my car? Ashley. Why can't Ashley use her car? Goodbye. Keys are in my basket. Oh, Oh, here's the story. (laughs) Two more of the kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's only nine, so you'll... Anyway. So eventually we'll run run out of kids. They'll run out of people to knock on the door. Yeah. Maybe. If we're lucky. But, yeah. Yeah, so that's how I ended up working at that Domino's out there. And so you were going to medical school, decided, I'm not going to... I'm going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. What happened? 
ran out of benefits. So you were in the military for eight years? Eight years, and I I ran out of um, benefits because you only get like 36 months worth. That's the the, um... the, the, the post-9-11 GI Bill. You get 36 months of benefits. That sucks. That's if it it only counts when you are in school, and if you're out for summer break, there's pause. It's you know they they go by the days, and um, there's ways to manipulate it. If you have like one day of benefits left and you enroll, then those benefits then kind of it's kind of like sick time at the bank, right? So that's kind of how that works. Um, But there's there was never going to be enough to get me through medical school. And by the time I I would have graduated, I, I didn't qualify for a lot of the, the um, grants and scholarships. Right. I was too old. So so I I got out into the job market. Okay. Yeah. Um, married for four years. Relationship with the guy, the, the what's the word again? For the, the no, Korean Katusa. Katusa. We have an episode name, by the way. This will be the Katusa. The Katusa. Because people will be like, what the fuck is that? And they'll Google it and learn some shit. Mm-hmm. See? Smartest person in the building. Um, <clears throat> go ahead and drink. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say smartest person in the building, you have to drink. That's oh, the rule. no. Smartest person <laughs> in the building. No. <laughs> I'm not a loser. I'm not quitting. So... The stopped going to medical school. You, I mean, when you were going in, you had to know the benefits weren't going to cover the whole time. What was the plan? I, I think I thought I was going to be able to manipulate the benefits in a way where I was going to be able to get a couple extra things out of it, and then I was going to try to cash flow myself at grad school. That didn't pan out. I, yeah. I didn't have enough of my own money. I, I, you know, I had kind of this pie in the sky, you know, expectation of really what was going through. I mean, I got two free degrees out of this already. And I I guess I'm proud of that. It's a little bittersweet, but uh, I wasn't in any position to um, to keep going to school. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm living on my own. Right. I'm all by myself, like a wet noodle out in, in the city where it's kind of eating me alive. And uh, I, I needed a job. And I, to be quite honest, after after organic chemistry, uh, when which is actually not that tough, but like the the professor would wear this shirt called the Dream Killer, because wow, he, what a dick! He was a dick. He was a di- everybody. He was a renowned dick, and uh, and I ended up getting a C first time around. A lot of people fell out. I mean, I guess I could have kept going, but. I'm like, if if this is the way it's going to be, you know, I've, I've got everything I need. I'll, I'll, I'll move on and I'll move somewhere else. Right. And, and just, you know, readjust and be adaptable. But his job, well. His job was to teach and that's not really what he was doing. But his, his self-appointed job was to try to get people to drop, kind of like when you were going into the, mm-hmm. jumping in the pool with the whole bunch of bags of shit on your back, like trying to see if you're going to drown, like. He was trying to get your dropped on request. Right. D-O-R. Mm-hmm. Well, officer and gentleman reference there for those people who don't know what the <laughs> fuck officer and gentleman is. So 
he was this self-appointed asshole who was like, these people aren't going to make it, and I'm going to get the ones who are too weak to do it out. Mm-hmm. That's a shitty thing. Yeah, and um, and the thing is, it's like we're in there. You know, you've got all of your medical professionals lumped in with, you know, high-level engineering majors right? all, all in the same class. And Which class was this again? This is organic chemistry. My daughter is a chemical engineer major, just graduated from ASU last year. She probably knows him. Probably. Yeah. Houchins, I think. I'll ask her. She's the one that just took my car. Okay. But, um, yeah, she, yeah. I think organic chemistry is the class that she, I could be totally speaking out out of sorts, but I think that's the class that she barely passed. And she was like, everybody in the class was barely passing. And then they ended up curving the grades at the end. So everybody got the grade they should have been getting all along because they were like everybody knows this person is the dick teacher. And when you started talking about it, I was like, God, it sounds like the same guy. He is, I bet it is. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. I mean, it's, it's, it's this big. And if you told somebody you were going through that, I'm like, wow, really? How is that? And you know, there, there. You know, for anyone who goes to ASU, they have a wonderful, wonderful staff and cadre out there. Um, with that said, just you know, make sure that you do your research and uh, see if you're going to be compatible with that professor, because this particular professor was not compatible with a lot of people, and so. Um, I, I have no doubts that he is incredibly skilled as an organic chemist and that he probably knows his shit backward and forward, maybe better than anybody else. But, you know, he's in, he's what people in the military military would call a badge garter, you know, and basically you'd go through these little training scenarios. And if you completed the training scenarios, you would earn a badge. Right. But then you'd have these, these assholes who would make the, the skill unnecessarily hard so you people, didn't get the badge, right? And to and to make the bat uh, the badge more, you know, coveted, coveted. What an ass! Yeah, it went when they didn't need to. You don't get extra pay for being that guy. You're just an asshole. You're just like, an asshole, and it makes you feel better about yourself and self-aggrandizing douche and yeah. blah blah blah. But you're the smartest person on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that guy. I'm sipping it slowly. You are. Yeah. It burns. I have my second sip. It burns. It's good though. Like I said, it's probably my favorite one. Yeah, it tastes it tastes like chili. <coughs> it does. Not just like spicy. No, it's not just like cinnamony or it's not it's not a spicy beer. It's it tastes like chili. That's interesting. I would I would say that this is more of a even brims on like a savory type beer. Like when you can have with like those lime chips. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good. See if I had only known so dropped it dropped out you you repurposed. repurposed i was trying to remember the right word you repurposed out of medical school and then did what um i just stuck with what they call an interdisciplinary studies degree okay interdisciplinary sciences i think that's just like a fancier version of general studies i was gonna say but it, i was close enough to graduating with my credits and then basically you pick you know three to four disciplines and mine was math and science and humanities and medical and so 
I had just enough to get out. I had to take a weird mysticism class to finish out my humanities. I'm one. sorry. Yeah, there's a they, they do ASU hippie bullshit. Hippie, bu- hippie yeah. bullshit. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun because it wasn't just like mysticism for the sake of mysticism they explored like some of the cultural impacts and you know they they really like broke it down and it was mostly an online class and 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 to be honest it had a strong strong philosophical angle but you know it wasn't like how to do mysticism it was just just learning about the background and the context okay yeah but that rounded out your degree Mm -hmm. in general general studies yes yes okay yeah. And then it was time to get a job. And no one would hire me. No one wanted to hire me. I must have sent out 200 digital copies of my resume. And my mom is, you know, well-educated woman, helped me with a cover letter and everything. And, and I, you know, during, so I had left Domino's during, I guess, during my time at ASU. Mm-hmm. I had eventually left there and started to work at the, you know, at the Pat Tillman Veterans uh, Center as a school certifying official to help other veterans get and use their um, their benefits as well. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes it's a different GI Bill related items, you know, and even point them in the right direction if they need additional help. And... I I felt like, you know, with two degrees, eight years of military experience, this wonderful school certifying official job that's, you know, noble, and I thought it would be a lot easier. And I don't know why nobody wanted me. And I so I went to DES because I had done some work with DES under a veteran work study program at some point too. So DES being Department of Employment Security. Employment Security, okay. And I met with a veteran liaison there, and he put me on a list. And, you know, one day, um, about four years ago, I got a call from someone at the bank. And to be honest, I think I was a charity hire. <laughs> yeah, it was part of an initiative. They were Hire a Veteran Month. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and that and that was, we were trying to get our badge. <laughs> hey, here, As a company. here I am, <laughs> and I'm, I'm and I'm still hanging in there, and I think I'm doing all right. So, um, you know, even though I was probably a charity hire, I'm still grateful. I will always be grateful because I was in a tough spot. What were you doing at the time? Looking for jobs. It was my full time job to look for a job. How does that pay the bills? Um, I had a little bit left in savings. You were living off your savings. Yeah, it was it was getting slimmer and slimmer. Um, ran up a bunch of credit on a monster credit card that Wells Fargo gave me. Uh, this is not the bank. That is another bank. But uh, my my wife works for that one. Okay, if you want to cut, we work that. for no. It's fine. I'm leaving it in there because I talk uh, about them all the time. Jeez. <laughs> gives a 15 it was actually started out as a ten thousand dollar credit card this was during that time i went in there and you know what that was one of the things i actually went in there and asked for like a a student loan and they ended up giving you a credit card well they had me fill out paperwork and they're like and then they got back to me and they said well you don't qualify for a student loan and then all of a sudden the next thing i know i get a a credit card in the mail 
for $10,000. I mean, I'm, I'm not technically employed at the time. <laughs> not technically, like I have no real income. And they're like, here, here's this, you know, um, here's your future nightmare. Enjoy this. And I did use it to pay for some school. But, you know, after that, I'm like, this is going to get deep really fast. I need to start looking for a job. So I ran, you know, I ran out of savings. I ran out of credit. Ran out of savings, paying the minimum payment on the credit. Oh, Right. Oh my gosh, you have no idea. There would be things where, like, I knew that it would register a payment, and then, but also the funds would be immediately available. So what I would do is I would pay the credit card, and I and then I would immediately like withdraw the funds. It was bad because there was because there was nothing left. I was right at the bottom of everything, and then radio edit. Ooh. Oh shit. Thirty-one twenty-two. Hold on. I need a pen. Fuck. It's okay. Shit happens. 3122. All right. <laughs> Kent told you it happened when you listened to his episode. Was- yeah, I, I did. I did hear that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's when, when I got the job at the bank. And like I said, yeah, I'm incredibly grateful. Um, I wasn't happy with the starting wage, but I moved up fast. and uh, And now I'm just kind of... Fat and happy, and I'm the smartest person on the floor. I don't think so. Drink, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I don't think so. But so let's back up the living off like that had to be terrifying. You've got two degrees essentially, you have eight years of military training. And you're base. You have no job, un unhirable, basically. Like that's what it felt like. Yeah, it had to feel horrible. Like it had to feel like, wait a second, I've done. It, it's not. We hire kids right out of high school, and and pay them good money to that know nothing and jack shit, haven't done anything for the country, for themselves, to get an education, to better themselves. Dumb as a pencil eraser. I'm not saying we the bank. I'm saying we as a country all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't find a job. And you have a government agency that's job is to help you as a veteran find a job. And they're like, yeah, you're on the list. Keep keep plugging. And they, and they gave that list to somebody because I, I got the call. from. But from it bank. was a while you were on that list, right? Yeah, so I... I graduated in May of 2015. I wouldn't be hired until November of 2015. So that's that's quite a bit of time to be without a job, living in a in an apartment in downtown Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the that's that's actually when the Jeep got sold. I went traded down so that I could use the equity in the Jeep to live for a while. I always think back and wonder if that was a mistake or not. Because I love that Jeep, but hey. But you ate, like <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I had a roof. It, it had you know, dog had food, cat had food. Yeah, we're we're good. You know, air conditioner works. Life. You were talking about the basically robbing from Peter to pay Paul back with Paul's money a minute ago. Yeah, and it reminded me of. With my first wife, this is a million years ago because you can't do this shit anymore. This, our, our little plan would never work anymore, but my wife had a 
I believe it was Victoria's Secret credit card. So she had credit cards, all these little store credit cards. Mm -hmm. So she would go into, when we were tight on money, she'd go into the store and buy a gift certificate, not a gift card. They didn't have gift cards yet. So you go in the store and you go, I want to get a, a $100, $100 gift certificate or a $200 gift certificate. And they charge that to your Victoria's Secret card. And they give you basically a piece of paper for $200. Mm-hmm. Then we would take that, go to another mall, go in and buy a pair of underwear, which are $5, $8, whatever, fuck, I don't know. And then they have to give you back $196 cash because mm-hmm. they couldn't change the gift certificate. It's not like swiping and taking it off, and that's how we would pay our bills sometimes. Mm. That was fucking crazy. Yeah, you're advancing money on a Victoria's Secret credit card, basically. Yeah. And it, had, it was like taking a cash advance on my Victoria's Secret card, which was probably a 20-something percent interest. Like, mm-hmm. preposterous. That's, how, that's yeah. Yeah, you get in that tight spot. Um, you know, one of, my, one of my family members... Uh, Got got stuck in the whole check it check into cash type deal yeah. that that shit. I think before I joined the military, I I fell into that for a little bit. And uh, one of those check cashing store oh, things. Yeah, yeah. You need to borrow your own money ahead of time for a ridiculous amount of fees, and no, oh, it doesn't feel good. No, no. I, I was ready to sell everything. I didn't want to go any further into debt than I had to, so. I'm just glad that I got got hired on when I did. So, so back in episode one, when we talked about your fam, your family, and your father talked you told you the best place to go was the army rather than the marines. Mm-hmm. So, what did he say after you had all these little hurdles that you had to jump over? Like, you got repurposed out of the job you wanted to a different job, and how, like, how did he feel? I'm you said you and your father talked daily we do now um so i didn't really talk to my parents a whole lot during at least during the first year of my uh, enlistment um and talking to them wasn't as easy as it is now just not back in those days you were a rebel well first of all we didn't have cell phones oh yeah good point yeah like you couldn't just shoot off a text to dad call me when you get home Right, and so especially being in other countries, you'd need a special cell phone, sure. you know, and so I just, I just didn't talk to them as much about it. I didn't write home. I'm not a letter writer. I know I probably should do thank you letters and all that nice stuff, but I'm not a letter writer, uh, so a lot of this stuff uh, might be news to them. I mean, when my dad comes to, to visit me, and he usually comes once a year at least for a week, uh, you know, we'll sit down, we'll have a few drinks, and... And we'll share stories. We'll share stories just like this. And uh, and so he, he may be aware of some of it. Um, but, you know, sometimes stories get repeated and then sometimes stuff gets left out. Right. Yeah. So um, they didn't really have anything to say about the military service at the time. Um, but, you know, when I got here to, to Phoenix and I was facing issues with employment, I definitely talked to my mom often during that period of time. And... Uh, and she was, you know, very supportive. And she's like, you know, I know you got this because you've, you've been in and out of all these crazy situations right. and you've made it work. You've made it work. Even if you have to force it, you make it work. You're a survivor. Yeah. You find a way to make it work. Find a way to make it work. And so 
Um, and you know, and, and my dad was pretty much the same way. You know, he's like, if there's, if there's anybody that's ever, you know, like you just have this habit of like you, you set your mind to something and then you just go and you fucking do it. And, um, and he's like, so, you know, with the beer thing, he has a lot of, he's like, I have a lot of faith, you know, you're going to do good. So it's slow going on that front, but, uh. But yeah, no, my family has been very supportive. We all have, you know, I th- I feel like I have a better relationship with them as an adult than I ever did as a kid. But uh, yeah, that's that's really what they had to say about you know all of the situations that have kind of led me to where I am today. So let's talk about the beer thing. Mm-hmm. So how did you get into making your own beers? Well, I drank a lot of beer. <laughs> uh, I like beer almost as much as Brett Kavanaugh. I like beer, <laughs> uh, but uh, I was drinking too much beer. If you don't get the Brett Kavanaugh reference, you're an asshole. Google shit. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. But yeah, uh, so you know, there was, I saw a thing the other day saying that he's the Supreme Court justice most people know. Most people don't know the name of any other Supreme Court justice other than him. That's fucking sad. Well, I know RBG, right? Um, and. I would recognize others if I heard them. I can't. The guy with the pubic hair on the Coke can. Do you remember his name? No. Clarence Thomas. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. Anita Hill and Clarence Thomas. Yes. Yes. I know that. Okay. Uh, Ginsburg was best friends with a guy, but didn't he die? Like there was another Supreme Court justice. Like they were. Scalia. Scalia. Yeah. Didn't Scalia die? He died like of a heart attack somewhere out in Texas, I think. Yeah. So he was, it was Scalia and Ginsburg that I knew, and then Pube Boy, and then, yeah. Yeah. But I, Kavanaugh's the one most people know, nobody else. You know, if there's one thing to be said about this presidency, it's that everybody's educated themselves all across the spectrum. A lot, a lot more people. Everybody know but what, him. Hey, everybody. Well, I'm sure he's even he's more educated than he was previously. But just you know, whatever. Everybody, it, it it's turned into a reality show. It has. <laughs> so yeah, sometimes you just gotta grab a beer and kick back and watch. <laughs> the smartest person in the room. You know, sometimes I'm angry, but it doesn't really take, it takes a lot of effort to be fucking angry about that shit. You know, sometimes just like, you can't change it. Not going to change. You're not going to change it. You can, you can vote. And uh, if you, if you feel a type of way and you, you know, call your congressman, you know, do what you can. And then when you, when you've done all you can, then go have a beer, have a beer, wait for the four years to run. Yeah. So the beer, speaking of the beer. Oh, yes. <laughs> How did you get into making your own beer? Oh, yeah. I like I drinking was, beer. I was drinking too much. Um, I, that's part of the reason for my current physique, to be honest. And I I needed something. I, I mean, I started hiking, you know, after, after, after my issues on Van Buren and, and basically, you know, getting my face smashed in, I became a shut-in. That's where, then I think that's where, like, the weight game really started. And I didn't want to go out. I didn't want to be out with anybody. And I certainly didn't want to leave my place at night. Um, so uh, I got fat, and then I started hiking, and I moved. Stop and then, hold that. On. Just stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, and then so what I decided was, like, I'm going I'm to change my relationship with beer. Um, this isn't healthy. You know, and 
yeah, is it alcoholic? Yes. Am I a heavy drinker? Yeah. Um, but you know, I need to do something to kind of diffuse this and just be a normal person again. And so I started making beer. I started making beer and the first one was a kit. It wasn't very good, but it was fine. And you know, how did you get, did you buy the kit yourself? Somebody give it to you as a gift? I got it, uh, from what ails you. Okay. Yeah. And I bought it, the whole kit and basically, you know, some old Jerry Garcia looking dude. He's like, oh, hey, yeah, you know, you got everything you need. And he's just going on about the process and he's super chill. You know, just a couple of hippies running the store out there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if they identify as hippies anymore. But <laughs> God, who knows? Do they self-identify as hippies or are they actually hippies? Have they had they, the hippie transformation? I mean, like, you know, they're, they're a little <coughs> bit older. They're, okay. kind of, they're kind of boomers and they, they get the long hair and they're kind of just really relaxed. And cool. So, so, um, but yeah, I got my, got that one out there. Actually, Cody went with me. Okay. Yeah. And so, um, he, he was, um, I think he was there. Not, I don't know if he was there the first time I brewed or not, but, um, he definitely, uh, got a chance to try it. And so, yeah, and it was good enough. It was good enough to make me want to do it again. Okay. And so, you know, going through the process, meeting other Home brewers uh, through social media. Uh, it's been pretty awesome. Okay. Yeah. I had one night where I was doing the chocolate porter and it exploded. And, like, it kept exploding. Uh, like, it wasn't, like, a fiery explosion. It was just a lot of pressure in the fermenter. So it's coming out through this little airlock. And it's just gooping out of there. So I pulled the, the plug out of the airlock and it just hit the ceiling. I think there's still chocolate porter up there now. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I reach out to this guy in Australia because I know it's daytime where they are. Right. And uh, he's like, you know, the, the, there's nothing you can do. You can try to cool it down, slow down the yeast, and then, you know, put some vodka in there. So in, in the airlock. Okay. Yeah. And that was it. You know, but they, everybody's really friendly and, the, and they're always willing to share tips and everything. So no badge garters. Not okay. very many of them. Anyway. Not many. Mm-hmm. And so... You started with a kit, then decided, okay, I didn't hate doing this. Mm-hmm. It's not quick. Mm-hmm. It's not like chemistry and then drink right away. So what's the process like? So um, with, and what I've done mostly is called extract brewing. So you'll have a bag of grains that smell a little strange. Like and that first one that smelled like the cat litter. Second one, sorry. That's the hops. That's uh, the hops that smell like that. And uh, you'll have two, two or three bags of freeze dried hops, and they look like rabbit pellets. Okay. And uh, you know, and then you start with a bunch of sugary powder, and that's the malt extract. And it's exactly what it sounds like. You know, if you've ever had like malted milkshake. Love malted milk balls, the candy. Yeah, so that's so you got this this malt here, and then you know, you go through the process of heating a shitload of water on the stove. And okay. You, you steep like you you know you steep the grains, and for a set amount of time at a set temperature, and then you know you might add in you know certain ingredients here and there, and it depends on the beer, but you know throughout a series of steps, you now have what they call wort, and then from the wort, um, you want to Cool that off. Is it spelt W-O-R-T? Okay. Yeah, W-O-R-T. Um, and then 
you, some people like to let it cool off on the stove. I'm impatient. I'll pour it straight. I'll, I'll three gallons. I'll right into the fermenter. Got my foot once. It's a okay. refreshing. Um, maybe not the smartest person in. <laughs> maybe not the smartest person in the room. But uh, I've gotten better at it. And, uh, and then, you know, you want to let the wort cool to about, you know, 65 to 70 degrees and then, you know, which can take hours. Uh, Unless you're pouring it out. Because we're talking, yeah, you're, you're talking like this ends up being, you know, six, you know, between five and six gallons of beer. Okay. And so you're trying to let this thing in a fermenter cool off. And so... But, you, you know, you let it cool off 60, 65, 70 degrees, and then you pitch the yeast. And just as, it looks like goop. <laughs> it's wet yeast. They have dry yeast, too, but the wet yeast brands are usually superior. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people prep yeast so they can double the yeast population so they can move along the brew faster. But, you know, either way, you put the yeast in, you put the lid on, and then you put the airlock in there with a little bit of, like... So it's like a pressure cooker? It looks a little like a pressure cooker. Okay. But the airlock is designed to let air out. There's fluid in the airlock. Um, I've switched to just using vodka now. It's easier than trying to put sanitizer in there. And that, if you ever try to pull the lid off without pulling the airlock off, then it's not going to suck all the sanitizer in. At least you'll suck in vodka, and that's just, that's fine. So Could be worse thing happening, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but the, the airlock is just this... Um, you know, it's this little cylinder. It's clear, see-through, and, you know, when it starts to ferment, uh, yeast starts to throw off gas, and you can start to see it bubble. And about a week to 10 days later, typically speaking, depending on the beer, um, then you're ready to, you know, some people, what they do is they put it in a different fermenter so that they can let some of the silt come out of the bottom, like some of the, you know, crap. Grit. Crit. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Schmegma at the bottom. I don't want to call it schmegma. <laughs> Too late. Started, yeah. I did it for <laughs> yeah. you. All right. Hmm. Uh, but the schmutz. Yeah. Um, but uh, then then what you would do is you would put it, you know, into your final. So you just have to fermenter. sit this big pot sitting on your counter, your stove? Yeah. So it doesn't stay there the entire time. Let me see if I can't locate um, a picture for you. Because I've I've got pictures of some of my equipment here. Okay, it's just it, it's like a, a seven gallon bucket. Okay, so was what what I have for a fermenter. They've got these fancy conical fermenters. I mean, there's definitely a lot of opportunity to spend way too much fucking money on this, and I've definitely spent a great deal already. So this was supposed to be. I can just make my own beer. It'll be cheaper. No, I think I always went into it with the idea that I was going to share with everybody. That's one of the rules I have for myself. You know how much fatter I would be if I like <laughs> drank all you never don't get high on your own supply. <laughs> so Unless you're on Van Buren Street. Oh uh, yeah. And you're the smartest person on the world. No. So let's see. I'm almost there. I've got so many pictures of this this cat. <laughs> like, just right, like I'm like, where is the picture of my kitchen? I've got cat pictures everywhere. Your cat's adorable. Yes, yes, he is. All right, here it is. So, um, here's here's just a <clears throat> here's a picture. This is a really good picture of a bunch of equipment. That's your kitchen. 
That is part of my kitchen. Yeah, I've uh, I've got decent sized kitchen. So it's like those the buckets down at the bottom almost look like those ones you could buy at Home Depot. Yes. Like yeah. So one of them's got a prefab like thick hole. plastic and then plastic lids. There's, yes. Okay. Yeah. So and, and the thing is, is that you know one of those has like a little hole that's drilled into the side of it and then there's a spigot that fits on there and you screw it in and that's the final thing you dump your beer in right before you bottle it okay yeah and those are those bottles have like a a lid that snaps down on it so i have some swing top bottles um and for for those of you who are familiar with like grolsch that's kind of what i have but they're brown um, those are good, but the beer tends to go flat a little faster than the crown caps, which is, you know, on your basic beer caps is what that is. How do you crunch your own cap? Is that another device that you have to buy? Yes. Uh, it came with the kit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and of course it still works. So you keep it, you know, it's it, it, but it's got two handles and, and a little spot and you just clamp it down on either side. So it's just a round thing of metal. You put it on there, and then it squeezes. And yeah, yeah. If I if I had brought more bottles out here, I I was thinking maybe I would bring it with me so I could recap some of the beer before taking it home. But it, it's I didn't bring enough beer for that. Anything we don't use, we can dump. So, how much do you think you've invested in your little? Do you really want to think about that? I don't know. In equipment. Not product because product isn't wasted. It's it's repurposed <laughs> straight from right um, the stove to your insides to the urinal. Right, absolutely. urinal for me, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I want to say, well, it's, it's definitely over fifteen hundred. Okay. Yeah, maybe more. I have a. I'm. I'm gonna get into all grain brewing, and so that silver piece there you saw in the lower left hand mm-hmm. or right hand corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that is. Uh, that's an all grain like, you know, brewery. I wouldn't have to brew it on my stove anymore, and I would have enough room to brew an all grain brew there. And that thing was like 450 bucks. Just like one massive silver bullet that I haven't used yet. So <clears throat> you invest in the accoutrement. Mm-hmm. You've done some, like you went through the kit and then you started doing your own stuff. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like Facebook groups of other people that are brewers and you guys give each other tips and you should try this or I tried this. Mm-hmm. or And you also, when we were talking about doing this, you said, I know other people who like you guys share each other's beers. Somebody mm-hmm. be like, hey, I made this one. Try this. Tell me what you think. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's like a, a really close knit group. It's not just about you making beer; it's bringing people together, kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's an extracurricular activity where you can go learn and enjoy together. Have you ever had a crispy, crispy cream donut beer? <laughs> I think I told you about that the other day. Uh huh. Yeah. So that was that was probably one of the stranger concoctions that I've had. Um, and uh, he, he also did a porter, I believe, either that or a stout, and he just put Krispy Kreme donuts straight into the mash and just crunched it up in there. And was it horrible? It tasted like a donut beer, and it tasted like donut, and it tasted like beer, 
it wasn't as terrible as you might imagine, but it certainly wasn't great. It's not like, oh, I want to get a 12-pack. Like, mm. no. It's like, no, I'm going to drink this one beer, and then I'm going to have to drink another beer after this. To cleanse the <laughs> palate from the <laughs> right the, the sugar beer. Yeah. Okay. Um, you brought up donuts on the non-beer thing. I said I wanted to talk about your donuts the other day. Yeah. So you guys did a little... We did a, a Halloween decorating, and you guys chose the Simpsons House of Horrors. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe that would have been chosen by Rocio because she's very Simpsons focused. Mm-hmm. Um, you you brought in three dozen donuts. Two. Two? I thought there were three boxes. There were four boxes. I did six in each box. Got it. Because yeah. I was looking when you came in with those boxes. I was like, motherfucker, that's expensive. It was still expensive for the two dozen. Still, yeah, but I'm like, I, I was like, there's, four, I did, I thought it was three. I didn't see the fourth box, but I was like, so if you don't live in Arizona, I don't know if there's, I don't know if it's a chain or if it's just here in Arizona, but there's a donut company called Hurt Donuts, mm-hmm. and those donuts fucking hurt because they're not cheap at all. It's like a dozen is like twenty bucks or something. I think I spent like a little over 30 for the two dozen Homer donuts. But you got the same thing. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty, like they're pretty basic donuts. Yeah. You know, they're the Homer, Homer donuts, pink, pink frosting and sprinkles. But it's a, it's like um, a glazed donut and then it's got pink frosting and sprinkles. And I was like, holy crap. I drive past this donut place and I'm fat and like donuts and i don't buy donuts i just won't do it i can't bring myself guy like i'm i'm a coal we don't deserve 20 dollars donuts i'm just never <laughs> spending 20 dollars in donuts and i was like jesus i saw three boxes i was like in my head 20 40 60 and you guys didn't even win the freaking contest you spent, i yeah you know but the people who did like had some pretty great it was yeah, pretty. Yeah, it yeah. was a pretty great stuff going on. So my team barely. We, we at the last minute they went to the dollar store and bought some shitty decorations. And I, I hate. I don't love the. My wife calls it CSF call center. C sorry, CCF call center fuckery that we do at work. Mm. It's because she works for a bank, mm-hmm. but she works at home, so her call center is her. She doesn't have to fuck with anybody else. So. I'm like, oh, today's dress up day. Oh, it's Hawaiian shirt day. And she's like, <laughs> fucking quit. Like, find a job where you can be an adult. It, I was like, Halloween. Oh, I'm wearing scrubs. She's like, you're a fucking grown man. Like, why do you have to go to work and make a video to put out of, of do you have to do a skit and you have to, I was like, I don't, I don't know. I, it I, makes people happy. It does. Because before we did this, um, the the person who ran our call center before the person who runs it now, we did none of this, and it was it was it was like we worked in a mine. It was just drudgery. Yeah, so. and that's as obnoxious as I find some of the the extracurricular activities, and as you know, sometimes I find that they're like an annoying distraction. Like I'm in the middle of something, I'm yeah. doing a project, but you know. It, it, I, I do take a moment to step back and I'm I'm grateful that they do all of the call center fuckery. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it gives everybody an opportunity to, you know, to recognize um, you know, people who are putting a little extra into their work. And also it you know, it gets people out out of that that okay, let's take another call mindset, another call, another call, another call. 
you know, and and when people are calling us at the bank, nine times out of ten, they're they're not calling us to tell us what a great job we're doing. No, they're no. calling us because they've got an issue and they're upset. Yeah, and that and and to and, and while they may be upset for the next twenty minutes while someone fixes it, you've got somebody who's listening to people being upset all day long. And so yeah, yeah, it's necessary. We're 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 fucking having pajama day. <laughs> There you go. Exactly. My wife gets that pajama day every day. Kind of, <laughs> kind of, kind of, a little salty about that. The fact that her commute to work is about thirty-five seconds. If she stops to fill a glass of water before she hits the the desk, and my commute's forty-five minutes in traffic, sometimes an hour. I I was I was surprised that you you live so so far out here. Yeah. yeah, I remember, I remember having to drive out here. The, the drive is not fun. It's I, I don't, yeah. I don't hate it. I, I don't. I liked it when I worked earlier. I used to work seven to three thirty, uh-huh. so it was I would be going early before it got really bad and leaving before it got really bad in the afternoon. Now my my, my schedule's not as advantageous to missing both of those. I hit both of them on the way in, but it's fine. Mm-hmm. Paychecks are awesome. And uh, the call center fuckery, while you know, call center fuckery, <laughs> it, it's 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 morale centric. It keeps people, like you said, you know, gets them out of the fuck. Another call, another call, another angry person, another angry person. Because it's not like if you work at Directv, people call all the time, and all they really want is I want a free month of HBO because I want to watch fucking Game of Thrones or whatever <laughs> the thing is this month. And you like, okay, let me see what I could do for you. People call about their mortgage. It's, they, they only call if something's fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, so you never get somebody calling like, yeah, I just want to see what's going on. You know, I've checked my interest rate. I want to see if you got my payment. Okay, hey, have a great life. No, it's it's usually deep shit. Yeah. And so fixing, you know, and people understand less about their mortgage than they do about just about anything <laughs> in the universe. My ex-husband and I were those assholes that paid our taxes when the taxes were already escrowed. And we got a check in the mail and we're like, hey, <laughs> we don't have taxes? <laughs> Why? Why we get this check back? You know, it was just, we, 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 we never fucking figured it out. And, and, and then when I, when I finally got trained at the bank, I was like, oh, oh, I remember. <laughs> now I know Why? I was when I first got married. We bought our first house, and the first three years I got a, an escrow refund because we overpaid our escrow. And then the fourth year I got a shortage, and they were asking for money. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm the guy that gets a check. Like I'm waiting for my check. Where's my Where's my like seven hundred dollars I usually get? No, no, no. This year you got to pay us. I was like, no, no. You made a mistake. Just check it again. I'll wait. Like no. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't understand escrow till after I had got out of my second house and started working here. I've been with the bank for coming up on 20 years. Wow. Yeah, I started out in Atlanta and then went Jacksonville, Florence, South Carolina, Manhattan, back to Florence, South Carolina, and then here. And I'm done. I'm not moving anymore. And this is a, a good a place as any to end up, I think. Well, I think end up won't be here. Once I stop working, I won't be here because it's hot as fuck here. Like you're, you talk about hiking and going outside. I'm not a look. Look at this. This skin doesn't go outside well. I don't. I don't stay in Phoenix during the summer to to hike. I I head my ass up to Sedona, and if Sedona's too hot, sometimes I'll I'll make my way all the way up to Flagstaff. 
so you know one or two big hikes um in the in the summer mostly because it's a road trip and then i'm really looking forward to getting back into the swing of hiking every weekend out, out here in phoenix uh until april when it's gonna get too hot again yes yeah it won't be it won't be this nice temperature for very long yeah i think if i if I stay in Arizona, if I retire in Arizona, I'm probably going to move up to Prescott or Flagstaff somewhere. It's a small town girl in you. It, not totally remote. I've got my mountains there right. and uh, and it's not hot. But yeah, it's, it's a little smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the 911 dispatch will be able to find me, you know, that time. <laughs> but uh Yeah. <laughs> So. I really appreciate you doing this. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I don't Absolutely. know if you realize we're two and a half hours. Oh, well, hey. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you coming. Yeah. I could talk all day if you let me, but I, I won't. <laughs> I would be happy to have you back. Is there anything you were like hoping I wasn't going to ask or you wanted me to ask and I didn't ask? Anything I should... No. I mean, kind of just let it all go, really. Cool. You know, you got most of the life story. Cool. Yeah. It was awesome having you on. Yeah, well, it was my pleasure. Thanks for coming. All right, everybody, go away. Thanks for listening. Share the wealth. Tell somebody to listen to the show. Um, if you're if you're not able to support the show at patreon.com slash saga of Steve Rogers for the cost of a hot dog at Target, not, uh, not Target, Costco. For a Costco hot dog cost, you can support the show for a whole month, $2.00. Help the show out. Keep the lights on. Keep everything running. If you can't do that, won't do that. Don't care. I don't hate you. But tell somebody to listen to the show. Share the link on social media. Tell a friend. If you don't know if they like podcasts or you know they hate podcasts or whatever, I don't care. Tell somebody to listen. Um, SagaofSteveRogers.com is the email address. Steve at SagaofSteveRogers.com is the... Damn, I said that backwards, didn't I? Yeah, the website is Sago Steve Rogers. I only had fucking sips of beer. SagoSteveRogers.com is the website. Email address is Steve at SagoSteveRogers.com. So if you have an idea, you're like, I think this person would be great on your show, or you should do a show about this, holler at your boy, send me an email. Thanks for listening. Susu Studio, live long and prosper. Make better choices, get better results. Port Stout. What are the other kinds? Port Stout? Uh, Porter Stout, IPA, Lager, Pills. Eat ale, English ale. Like a motherfucker. Have a great week. Bye.
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. That's what the good book states. But it's hard for me to be joyful when all I hear about are my mistakes. Well, I don't care what people say about me behind my back. Cause me and the man got it all figured out. Me and the man in black. Well, I got Me and the man in black, black I can't. 